Welcome, 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 ladies and gentlemen. We are once again live down here in the Bear Cave Studios for another episode of the Sports Frenzy Podcast, Sold Out. With me, your host, Freddy Loso, with my co-host, the Devil's Advocate, Robert Fink. Some birthdays today, um, Jim Crockett Sr., Lex Luger, uh, AJ Styles, and one significant death on this date in 2003, Freddie Blassie. Reverend himself, Jason Todd. What's going on, my brothers? How are you? We are good. And now, here it is. The moment you've all been waiting for. Some possibly not so much more than others. But the encyclopedia himself. Checking with you. Blackbeard. And gentlemen, why didn't you tell him the real reason why I wasn't on? You guys aren't paying me enough for this. I am the second highest draw on this show, minute by minute, and I want an increase. Why? Because I'm not an ex-WWE guy? Is that why? Can I deliver the eight power bombs now? No, no, that, 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 that came before the promo. So, speaking of it, the hottest topic in wrestling right now. Let's go around the table. What do you guys think? Work? Shoot? What's going on? work when we were texting about it this weekend i was like this is a work it's definitely a work yeah and they're playing it very well so far yeah it's a work there's probably some contract negotiation going on or renegotiation going on but what a work oh man what a promo now i don't i don't I'm not a big as a fan. A big. I, I was. You guys were going back and forth, and I had. I'll be honest. At that point, I had not watched it yet. I was on my way home from doing something, so I was going to get ready to watch it. And when I watched it, I was like, I, I you know, I, I don't really. Um, I think my problem is, is I don't really think MJF has anything to gripe about. I mean, when CM Punk threw his pipe bomb, he had something to gripe about. He had some legitimate gripes, in my opinion. Right? I mean, he was just being booked to shit. He had some legitimate stuff. I mean, MJF is complaining that he's not getting paid enough, but he's already gotten a raise. And let's face it, he was not a known quantity when he was brought into AEW. So, I mean, there are guys that are coming in after him, where, whereas I may not agree how they're getting paid, if they're getting paid more, and it sounds like they are. They, they are names. Like, Jeff Hardy is a name. Matt Hardy is a name. They're known quantities. MJF came into AEW. He was not well-known. And I'm not saying, not trying to discount his work. I think he's done an outstanding job. He's probably the top heel in the business. But, like, you signed a contract, you complained, and you got a raise on top of it. What else are you looking for? You know, I, I like I, 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 it kind of annoys me. It annoys me not in football, too, when guys will not honor their contracts. You signed a contract for a certain amount of money. You should honor that contract. I don't really understand what he's arguing about. I realize he's doing well. And, you know, that's what your next negotiation is for. Right. In 2024, that's when you then you start talking about real money. Then if that's what you want. Um. My one last point I want to make is the other thing you got to watch out for is, you know, when you start bitching, moaning, and complaining like that, and if he did get fired from AEW, let's just say, what leverage does he has with, have with WWE, really? Because if he can't work in AEW, where's he going to go? Right? You, you can't really, you don't want, you got to be careful how hard you push it because you might just push yourself right out of the money you're looking for. Because right now you can play AEW against WWE, right? But if you burn your bridge in AEW, WWE can kind of name their price at that point, I think, right? Because, I mean, they don't have to pay him top dollar because where else is he going to go? I see see your point with the, you know, fulfilling contract. But it's also, I I see where where these guys come from and 
basically like baseball not so much because that's all guaranteed but football and wwe like it's a business they'll they'll get cut and released before their contract comes up and they're kind of asked out um mjf uh, i see your your point with him like you're you're backing yourself into a corner he was with mlw before he came to AEW, like no one knew who he was before that. Like he was working both shows, so um, he is the hottest thing going right now. It, it was a it was a work. It's they're playing it perfectly, but uh, I just don't know where they go from here. Like you have to put the title on him now at this point, right? Like you can't you can't just not have him be the face of your company. Uh, I think he's he's your biggest draw at this point. Like. He's above Punk. The Hardys can barely move in the ring, so like those guys are way past their prime. Omega is still on the shelf. Danielson is there, but Moxley. But I think he's your he's your top guy, and you got to put the strap on him at some point. I'm going to disagree with the strap part, I think, down the road maybe. But I think you could really push this thing out for a good six, nine months before you even see him get a title shot. I don't want them to rush it because we know how many times that gets done in wrestling. As far as the money issue, he might also have gripes with the fact that how many of those guys got signed to AEW right from the get-go help. They had signed a ton of talent when they went when the company first started. A lot of them were not ex WWE guys. They were there. They took a chance right from the get go and what have you. And how have they been thanked? A lot of them have been shown their walking papers. Um, nobody that I really could give two shits about. Um, you know, good for Joey Janela. Maybe he'll go burn his foot again somewhere. But the fact of the matter is, why not take advantage of it? I I understand what you're saying, Rob, and I usually scream that to the heavens as far as the contract goes. But in this case, he also knows that Tony Khan probably has a little bit of egg on his face because of the way things went down with Cody. And let's be honest, Cody's become like the top draw for WWE right now when Roman Reigns isn't on that TV. He's like their number two, right out of the blue. So does Tony Khan want to take that chance and risk MJF, who, let's be honest, is a more interesting, more compelling character than Cody is, and him end up in WWE? I thought it was a huge risk that they let him cut that promo when they did, especially when the Warner Discovery execs were supposed to be in the house kind of observing the product. That really shocked the crap out of me. And not to mention the bloodlet in the main event with Moxley. I was really surprised that they would go that far, knowing the history that TNT had with WCW back in the day. I understand it's not the same crew that's running there, but um, I don't know. I, I, I think... Deep down, maybe MJF is standing up for those guys that didn't get their due uh, for jumping on board when they were, let's be honest, they were nothing. They weren't even a show yet. The only, go ahead, Jason. I'm sorry. Uh, no, um, you know, it's funny because even the way we're talking about it now, it's kind of tri- crossing back and forth over that same line what's real, what's not real, what's scripted, what's not scripted, what's really happening in the background. Listen, contract negotiations and renegotiations go on all the time. That's just nature of any contract business. It happens, especially entertainment. That stuff happens. Um, And sports, that stuff happens. Because to your point, yeah, um, while players are meant to play for the contract they sign, teams can re- um, we apportion out that money over time. So, you know, it kind of goes, if they can do that or if they can cut you and you can get cut in, in wrestling, you can get fired easily, you know, whatever happens, then, yeah, in theory, the talent should be able to negotiate also. But I feel like that's kind of taking away... I feel like that discussion takes away from what we've got in the ring on Wednesday and really the quality of what we were looking at and I've pretty much it got everybody's attention and if it got everybody's attention then that's money. I don't think he's gonna I don't think you put the strap on MDF right now because I think that's just um too much of a hair trigger. I think 
he's now he's got to get some wins. You know, he's got to get some high, not just any wins. He's got to get high profile wins. You know, we were we were talking about some of the guys coming in. A lot of those guys who recently came in in the company would love nothing more than to put over uh, MJF and work get work with him and some stuff in the ring on the way to that championship because. I, we were talking about it um, over text there. If he gets if he gets the punk and takes the belt off of him, that's a huge event. That's just huge. And work your way towards it. Don't rush it. I mean, my only last thought is when Anthony was mentioning uh, the the Cody situation. I don't think Cody was ever going to be anything in AEW. I think uh, unless they turned him heel, which they did not. We're not going to do. Um, I I think I can't explain Cody because he's not doing anything different. I just think he's come back to WWE and the WWE fans were looking for him to come back and they're looking for somebody to cheer. Um, but I, I, like I said, I think um, I mean, they got to put the belt on MJF at some point. I just don't know how they're going to get there. I mean, he just got squashed by Wardlow in, in like a couple of minutes. So they got to reestablish him. Um. But I think he definitely deserves a title run. But I, you know, I'll say it again. I really have a problem with people who don't who don't honor their contracts. You signed a contract in good faith, so did the company. You know, make a case for your. You know, you, you look. You can go back to your boss and make a case for a raise. They don't have to give it to you, and then it's up to you what you do next. Right? But he's not getting. I'm sure he's getting paid well. I'm sure he's doing fine. Um, I don't know. I just. I'm, I'm curious to see where this goes because they've they've opened the door now and I don't know where this is gonna you know he's he's looking he's gonna try and get fired so what are they gonna do is Tony Khan and he gonna have a feud now where he gets put in like you know three on one matches and like where doesn't get booked like what are they gonna do with this now and they're risking turning him face too I mean if if you really Tony Khan could become the evil owner whose goal is to destroy MJF you really could take away all of MJF's momentum. So he's so, um, trying I don't, to become Vince McMahon, basically. Well, I mean, that's what it's turning into, right? I mean, it could turn into that. It could be that he turns into the evil owner who decides he's going to make MJF pay. Then what do you do? Because MJF is not a face. I mean, come on, we don't want that. We want the cursing and the the disrespect and all yeah. that stuff. I don't want him playing nice. Did Austin play nice? Austin's a different character altogether. I uh, oh okay well I could see MJF staying as the same character and cursing and what have you like he did in this promo and he's still going up against Tony Khan. I don't think mm-hmm. you necessarily have to change the character. You you got you you could even turn it into a rich boy versus rich boy angle in some respects, you know. Mm-hmm. It'll be interesting to see. I'm wondering after uh, the New Japan show, who's Punk's first challenger going to be? How long they plan on keeping the belt on? Because I mean, you guys saw the match. I mean, Punk um, didn't do so well at Dynamite. He, he kind of messed up a few times, and I'm wondering if the wear and tear on his body is going to be a problem long term. Are they going to book him like Roman, where he only wrestles on the pay per views? Like, and I, I can see Punk not wanting to do that. I mean, he admitted it after the match, right, that he screwed up a couple of times and that he's still working it out. And I'm, I'm like, to be honest with you, I don't really want to hear that my champion is still trying to work out the kinks. I think he should have all those worked out already. But, you know, punk is punk and you accept him the way he is or you don't. You know, like he said, you either like him or you don't. But um, I'm curious to see how long they hang on to the belt and who the next challenger is going to be and all that kind of stuff. Because Hangman, really, the thing that hurt him the most is his after Danielson, they didn't really know what to do with him. You could say that about all the champions right now. They don't know what to do with any of them. Jurassic Express got randomly thrown into a triple threat tag match and the second pay-per-view in a row. Jake Cargill's challenger was barely announced like a week ago. Well, let's talk about that. Let's talk about the pay-per-view. It's a good segue. Yeah. See? So go ahead. What are your What are your thoughts? You can go first. Oh, gee, thanks. You don't uh, want to go first? I'll go first. I have everything written down. I can go if you want. Oh, look at you taking notes. Go, Yes, go, go right ahead, sir. Yes, okay, right. we believed you when you said you took notes. You don't have to show us. All right. So first of all, I know, I think you wrote on uh, about where Adam Cole and Britt Baker, was that your topic you put on there? Um, I think they were both bad choices, and I'll come back to that in a minute. Um, I see that uh, we have the former Ember Moon now is, I think, 
I, whereas I'm not a fan of hers, I think it was a decent signing. At least she's a name. And it's someone that Jade Cargill can fight that may have the pedigree to put her to, to beat her. I'm not sure because they haven't really established anybody else. Um, going back to the Cole versus Baker thing, I mean, I don't know what they, what what the point of Ruby Soho is anymore. Right. You signed her with all this fanfare and she hasn't won a damn thing. And I think they should have she should have won the Owen Hart Cup. And for some reason, they gave it to Britt Baker, who doesn't need it. And if you notice, um, I don't know if you guys noticed the other night that the fans pretty much turned on Ruby Soho. After a while, they're they're you know, they're done with her, I think. I think that they blew it with her. I think her she they she had to win something at some point. And I think they everybody thought she was going to win the Owen Cup. I mean, I think we picked some of us picked her to win the Owen Cup and she didn't. And I think that's a huge mistake. Um, I feel the same way about Jurassic Express. I think um, the two teams against them, either one of them would have been a better option at this point. Um, I, I there's there's something missing there. They're not that they're they're a great team, but they're not the, even the best team in that match. So I really think their time was up. I think they should have. Been, they should have lost to one of those teams. I think really think Ricky Starks and Powerhouse Hobbs should have won. Um, Ricky Starks is like number one with a bullet, in my opinion. He's like a guy who could run with this thing for a while. Um, so I think they they missed that opportunity too. Um, you know, while I I was uh, the Wardlow match was fun. Now what? I I don't know where he goes. Like, is he now is he Punk's first challenger? I mean, he destroyed Punk the last time they fought, right? Punk beat him on a on a lucky shot. Um, so what happens to him now? I mean, they had him on dynamite and he destroyed another guy. Okay. Something has to happen now, right? We need to, he needs to move into something else. And then my last thing was, um, the Hardy boys looked incredibly slow. They did not look good. I think they should have not beaten the young bucks. I think that was a huge mistake. Um, there were times I'm like watching Jeff Hardy run across the ring and I'm like, dude, is this in slow motion? I mean, they just did not look good. And this is the first time in a while. I think the things are starting to catch up to them. I think especially Jeff. I think, the, you know, the, the ladder shots and the falling off the top rope and that stuff is all now catching up to him now. And I really don't see what a win does for them. Because I don't see you putting the tag belts on them. So I really don't understand. I think the Young Bucks, if you're going to start pushing them towards a title picture they needed that win so I, I i over i mean i like the card don't get me wrong i'm running it down but um i think adam cole and Britt baker were mistakes i think ruby soho should have won i think jurassic Park should have lost jurassic park jurassic express um and i think the hardy should have lost i think um they made a few booking mistakes along the way aw making mistakes that's weird to say yeah, it's usually the WWE, right? <laughs> yeah, no, I I agree with you, Rob. Wardlow. Yeah, that was the surprise of the night. No one thought it was going to be a squash match with MJF. You know, that sent the internet into a titty as it already was going bananas because he no-showed the uh, the autograph signing the night before. <coughs> um, the Owen Hart Cup and the titles but it's going to be like um, the Saudi Arabia for a rumble belt. You're never going to see it again. Like, it just... It's a cool nostalgia piece for a second, but it doesn't make sense. Uh, Britt Baker winning it, she didn't need it. Ruby Soho, like you said, dead in the water. She's... I don't know what you do with her now. You... Do you release her? Send her back to WWE Impact or whatever the case, the case may be with that. Uh, Amber Moon coming in. I'm like, oh, cool. Another ex-WWE person that really didn't do much over there. And But didn't the last time we see uh, Amber Moon with a motorcycle helmet in NXT or WWE at some point? So it just um not a huge fan of hers, so that's a lackluster appearance for me. That women's division needs help and I don't know if that's the person that can really help it. Um the Hardys looked like they were running through 
quicksand. <laughs> like it, it was bad. I mentioned it before. Um, I really didn't even want to see that match. I mentioned it last week. We've, I feel like, at least on the indie circuit around here, we've seen that match a million times. Hardys and Young Bucks. Um, I, I wish they would give some some more time to different teams. Uh, get like you mentioned, Powerhouse Hobbs or you know Santana and Ortiz, FTR. Get get the belts and move them around. You know, make them mean something. But other than that, the the pay per view was was all right for me. Nothing nothing too crazy, but that's that's where I stand on that one. You know, real quick with Ruby Soho, I mean, this is a second company that has not done anything with her. Right. I mean, she left WWE and they brought her in AEW and they were like, oh, it's Ruby Soho. Whoa. whoa, whoa. And then. Yeah, the vignettes and everything. They had then they didn't get even they did, no title, no nothing, like nothing. So I really don't see what the point was. You know what I mean? Like they somebody lost faith. Either they don't think a ring work is good enough or whatever. But yeah, I, I like just the, don't I just don't follow the equivalent it. Equivalent of doing the uh, Y2J whole setup and then being like, ah, uh, you know, thanks for showing up, but. We're going to lose to everybody and we'll never see you again. It just doesn't make sense. All right. So all grievances more than valid. So let's take a look at kind of the sunset of things. Um, Thunder Rosa can wrestle. So can Serena. What a novel idea having Thunder Rosa on TV doing the thing she does really well, which is wrestle in a good match. A um, whole lot of tri- the trios match which, with um, House of Black, Death Triangle, entertaining. Um, and, and I think that's the theme. I think for the most part, things were entertaining. I agree the Ruby Soho thing is ridiculous, um, especially because they set that up for her to win. Like, that was the setup. You were paying to see her finally get her victory over. She had that impassioned promo before the match, yes. right? You were like, oh, my God, she's going to win, That's right? That's the one. Gonna, That's the promo. She's going to put her over, finally right? do it, yeah. And then and they didn't, didn't ever lose. <laughs> um, yeah, that was just – that's just a letdown. I wasn't so – I understood the whole I, – I didn't mind Adam Cole winning the tournament because – He's such a good, he's such a prick on TV. And yeah, I kind of like the idea of him running around with that trophy for a while. And I, I do recall on Wednesday, JR making that distinction. This is not a title to be defended. It is just a trophy representing, those belts are trophies representing the tournament. So I guess they'll probably get whoever's name on them every year. Whatever. I don't know how they're going to do that. Um... Kyle O'Reilly and Darby Allen, which was like that last second match. I just want to say Kyle O'Reilly is a really good wrestler. And I'm kind of glad he had a chance on there. I think we all picked Darby Allen to win. And but damn, didn't it, he look good? He he looked good winning. Kyle O'Reilly looked good winning. Like he looked like he was supposed to win that match. And I kind of enjoyed that. Um Shout out to MJF for the little airplane run around the ring um, at the very beginning of the match, just kind of mocking everybody, talking about him mel-showing and flying out of town the night before. And finally, the anarchy in an arena in the arena match. Um, it was interesting. Entertaining. Like, the whole show, entertaining. I feel like AEW does really good when it comes to these bigger shows because they're making up they're making up cards. They just say, hey, you know what? Let's uh, see how it looks if we get these guys in the ring together. Who cares about what's going on next week? Let's make some, let's Let's give them something to enjoy tonight. Um, they don't adhere necessarily to the, I guess, what we've gotten used to in terms of storytelling. And sometimes it's to its detriment, and sometimes it's to its benefit. It depends on what you're looking for. 
you know, it's there there right now. It's a house show on TV, and that's not entirely terrible. I, I feel like sometimes we're looking for something that they never claim to want to sell. If, I, I don't know if that makes sense when I say it, but um, I, I don't know if if they're going to tell stories the way we're used to using that TV time. But yeah, I thought it was a good show. So I finally got to watch it. It was like, what do I call it um, when we were all chatting about it? It's like summer reading. Because there was so much to watch. So much. It's actually a good lead-in for my comments uh, to start off. I I thought the show was way too damn long. I mean, it was almost five hours. It went four hours and 40 minutes. They fell into the trap that WWE's been making for until recently with WrestleMania. And I know because I was at the longest WrestleMania of all time in one day, you know? I just, it took, it literally took me all day to get through that show because it just kept going on and on and on and on. Now, granted, there were some good matches in there. It, w- it was, overall, it was a fun show. But, you know, you guys brought up some of the points here that are points of contention. Uh, for me, that Jade Cargill and a J ending, first we had Stokely Hathaway, the former Malcolm Bivens, show up. Then you had Athena showed up, uh, as well as run-ins with, you know, Statlander and what have you. It was like, geez, they overbooked the crap out of this. Haven't seen that before. Um, the Anarchy in the Arena match, for the most part, it was it was fun. But of all the people, I felt like Jericho and Moxley screwed up a few times with some of the weapons. They just looked like they were making little light hits. Like, here, dink. Oh, let me sell the... I got hit in the head with the camera. You know? And we had a, the old DCW... F- uh, Abdullah the Butcher fork stabbing and all sorts of stuff. I, I don't know. That stuff was cool when I was when I was in college. Now I'm like, I don't want to see this anymore. You know, it's, it tends to be a little bit too much. But it definitely went into that sports entertainment aspect that uh, Moxley was supposedly against, right? Uh, as far as the Owen Hart winners, it, I'll agree with you guys. I thought Soho was going to win. I did pick her. I think Britt Baker did not need it. Um, as far as Adam Cole, I, I get putting him over, especially because how many, you know, he had his feud with Paige, he lost. So this helps him get a little bit of a shine back. Not to mention Samoa Joe, one thing we need to remember is he's technically Ring of Honor. He's not really AEW per se. I mean, yes, the contract says AEW, but he's the Ring of Honor TV champion, so... What would that look like if Adam Cole, the AEW guy, lost to the Ring of Honor guy, which has been positioned as below AEW, no? I'm going to say I should get asshole of the year for this comment. Again, two years straight? Yeah, why not? Uh, I didn't I'm know the... you ever lost it. Yeah, well, I thought, I thought, I, I actually, I thought I got it from you, but anyway. Um, no. You've been an asshole the entire time I've known you, but anyway. I've been an asshole my whole life, but I still haven't won any awards for it. Eh, I'm going to ask your wife. Uh, anyway, um, Martha Hart. For someone who hated wrestling and wrestling took her away from the business, she certainly was putting on a show out there. I think The Undertaker's speech at the Hall of Fame was shorter than her, that whole segment. I was just like rolling my eyes like, okay, we get it. Will you just hand the belts off and let's go on with this show? It's already long enough as it is. That she wore just... a better hat than he did. Huh? She had a... <laughs> yeah right I just that whole thing I was like oh my god for someone that hated wrestling and wrestling took her husband away from her she was certainly she was parading stick it to the WWE oh yeah it, it was so I mean, come on it was it, it wasn't about honoring her husband in my mind no. the way she was acting it was petty bullshit and I thought she was above that and I lost a lot of respect for her that and I'm sorry you guys can all come at me on social media for that one that's really how I feel it was just I was like wow what the hell happened here? It's like this woman's like been hiding for 20 years and now all of a sudden it's her breakout party. I was thoroughly disgusted were with you, that with the way she acted. Surprised? I was. I had, a, I had a feeling I had a feeling she I was wasn't. gonna get the mic and she was gonna she was gonna take jabs at WWE. Like you give her a live mic and she was gonna go. I, I thought she yeah. was above that, honestly. I really she thought was she was do her above own that. Pipe bomb. That's well, fine. Those were the jabs I was expecting from Scott Steiner, by the way. I was like I no, I knew once got, Scott Steiner I was mean, not going to 
was not going to get his nephew in trouble. So he was going to keep his mouth shut. We were talking about that, yes. And I still thought he was too much of a live wire to not do it. But he was all happy and stuck during his speech. I would have liked this... him to go through the, the voting process. Like, you know, if I get 10,000 votes and they... <laughs> <laughs> that and half the people vote for me, then that's, you know, I, I wanted him to do a Steiner math. He didn't do any of that. Twice the man's anymore. You know, my only, my last comment is if they're really going to have the Owen Hart trophy every year, they really should use it as a way to elevate certain talents. They shouldn't just hand it off to people who, like Adam Cole doesn't need that win. Adam Cole is an established person, like a, a, a Darby or maybe a Dante Martin, somebody like that who, like, if you're going to try to elevate to the next level, Putting that Owen Hart trophy on your resume elevates you to the next level. If you're not going to hand him the TV title or something like that, I think that's the way you go with that title, that that tournament going forward. You put a bunch of young guys in it and you have them fight, uh, you know, and, and the winners of those actually it means something. Adam Cole is just another trophy on his on his case. And as far as right. Britt Baker goes, like I said, Ruby Soho needed this more than anyone on that roster and the fact that they didn't give it to her you you can just forget her for now she's just they should just release her yeah put her on dark there jason we gonna say something uh, uh something about that so i i find like a lot of times with these tournaments whoever wins the inaugural tournament is kind of forgotten and so to what to your point about having someone on the up you know on the come up there win it I wonder if that's more of a statement in the second one, if they even do a second one, but if that's more of a statement in the second one where now it has a little history to it and now that person has been elevated. Like, will we be talking about the first winner of the Owen Hart Cup? Owen Hart Cup? Uh, I mean, if they choose to bring it up. I mean, who won the first May Young? I have no idea. Dusty uh, Cup. I w- Dusty Cup. Jeez, we're going there now. See, it, it, it's encyclopedia has to scratch its head and think about this. I was what it's May, telling now me. Now he scratches his butt. No, the May, well, the May Young, I think, was um, Kyrie Sane, if I, I remember correctly. It was Kyrie. Yeah, Dusty yes. Cup, I couldn't tell you, but honestly, Dusty Cup, like the first one, I think, was legit tag teams, and then. Every year after that, it's been thrown together tag teams at the end, the last minute. Oh, I'm sorry. And then MS- MSK came along. <laughs> Yay. I sure picked the wrong horse there. Oh, shit. Jay, did you call the cops on the people downstairs that stole your Japanese snacks? Is that why you hear sirens in the background? Thought we weren't going to talk about that. <laughs> I told you I was going there. too late. There they are. They are. They're already out of the building. They're coming for your mac and cheese, dude. Listen, listen. No Japanese snacks. No mac and cheese. You know, this is a tough week. This is a tough week for me. I had a legit reason for leaving that mac and cheese behind. Sorry, I'm not getting into it here. And no, customs did not confiscate it. Skim off the top. All right, so. So what's our next topic? This is a wrestling podcast, right? No, we'll get more listeners if we go to foodie, foodie status. Wrestling and food. There we go. go. What's our next topic? Do we want to talk Hell in the Cell? Yeah, let's let's well, let's go shit on WWE in general, I guess. All right, so um, go ahead. That's your topic. Bring it up. Well, we'll we'll, we'll get to that one. Um, first off, I'd like to congratulate WWE for. As much as we might have bashed AEW right now, um, the you fucked up moment of the week goes to the booking on Monday Night Raw, not because there was anything that really stood out as terrible or anything, but the fact that Liv Morgan entered the ring for her match at 10.15 and the bell didn't ring until 10.35. That bitch was standing in the ring like an idiot for 20 minutes before the match even started. And it's like, really? You couldn't have run all these segments before you brought her out for the match? You just left her standing out there? And, and I think Rhea Ripley must have been out there at least for half that time. I was like, are you freaking kidding me? I was looking at, I was like, when the bell rang, I was like, damn, she's been out there for a while. Holy crap. And then I saw people on social media like, what the hell was that? She was out there for like how long? Why do they keep selling doing programs? That? <laughs> Why? 
Why do they keep doing that? Because they don't have enough content. They don't have enough content for three hours. It needs to be a two-hour show. It does need to be a two-hour show. I totally agree with that. But there's no reason for them to cut, to, to bring someone to the ring, go to commercial, come back from commercial, go to a backstage segment, run a recap from earlier in the day, and then go back to the person in the ring, and then cut to the opponent backstage, and then come back to the ring. Hey, Jason, I think Liv Morgan's still in the ring. Yeah, she she still probably is. <laughs> she fell asleep. <laughs> Dude, I, I, I feel like that's how I feel about when I'm watching Raw. I feel like I'm stuck at, at somewhere and I can't get out. <laughs> anytime I have, like anytime things, I have to watch Dana Brooke, I feel like I'm stuck in a, in a really bad place and I can't get out. But that's why every time they finally cut back to whoever's in the ring, they're always just shrugging. Like, oh, well, I guess it's something's going to happen. Whoever it is, just shrugging. Sure. That could be the next pipe bomb. Put Liv Morgan out there for 15 minutes, and then she could grab on the mic and be like, what the fuck am I still standing out here? Really? Just go ape shit on everybody. They're just trying to get her to be the new ring announcer. That's what it is. I can see her pipe bomb and be like, and they put me in the ring without an opponent for 20 minutes. What, was Vince in the bathroom or something? I mean, what's going on here? Maybe Vince is being a dirty old man staring at the monitor like, I'm just going to make her stand out there while I stare. <laughs> no, it was a bad How long could we have Liv stand out there before something happens? <laughs> over or under 15 minutes. And Vince said over, so. Ugh. Watch, it comes out years later that I was an elaborate rib. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> What's not a rib is the ticket sales issues with WWE lately. Hell in a Cell in Chicago. Prime audience, one of their top locations. Still hasn't sold out as of Monday. Maybe that's changed since then. I don't know. Money in the Bank. Going up against a UFC fight during International Fight Week. And they thought they were going to fill a stadium. That's a horrible idea. To even be in Vegas that same weekend on the same day was a stupid idea to begin with. To try to put it on a stadium, that's just complete insane asylum right talk right there. So is now, is they, the problem hang on a second, is the problem with that one that the UFC fans and WWE they're competing for the same fans? Is that the issue? I don't think I honestly don't think so. I don't think they would have sold that place out. Not for money in the bank. I I, I mean they didn't sell it out for SummerSlam last year. They they sold a good amount of tickets, and I think that was a stance Nick Khan took recently. That yeah, if we even if we don't sell out the stadiums for the money we pay to use these venues and the amount of people we get in there, it's worth the risk. While well, backfired, and on top of it, now we're going to WCW Halloween Havoc territory with the MGM Grand Garden Arena, which holds way less than that stadium and way less than the T-Mobile Arena, which is where UFC is running at the same time. Of course, Tony Khan had to take a shot at that, which is like, oh, yeah, that's great, dude. You keep hosting shows at college campus stadiums because you can't afford the big places very often. But, yeah, go ahead. Talk shit. Um, and then I don't know if you guys have seen Clash at the Castle is not sold out. And social media especially, and maybe I noticed it because I was in the U.K. and it kept coming up on my Twitter feed, people were pissed at the ticket prices. They were being compared to WrestleMania ticket prices. It's like his... Yeah, what ticket prices are crazy well, right well, first of all, Hell in the Cell, right? No Roman. Right? Right now, no, it's an all-raw show. Right, no Usos. Right? Yeah. Um, no McIntyre. Right? So where, where As of right now. No Orton. No Riddle. Where's the star power on this show? Well, they were talking about Riddle and Shinsuke possibly going against the Usos. And that being a match that they throw in on there, but that just got put together, what, like last week? I mean, it may it may be added to Friday night, right, on SmackDown. But, I mean, my right. point is, where's the star power on this show? Where's your world? You only have one world heavyweight champion, and he's not defending the title. It's not even going to be there, probably. Well, it's, it's like Brock Lesnar all over again. Roman probably like, well, Brock didn't have to show up. Why should I? <clears throat> Second of all, we've said it before. I'll say it again. Why is Hell in the Cell a regular pay-per-view? 
right? At, I Why? agree with you. At least this is a feud that it makes sense because they've had several matches. But I, I totally agree with you. We've been saying this for years. Right. And here's the other thing. Aren't most of these matches now the third in your series? Right? Uh, we've got, yeah, yeah. We've got Lashley and, and, and uh, almost a wrestler three times, third time. Cody and Rollins, third time. Uh, I'm not looking at the matches, so I'm trying to do this from memory. So I know there's an, I know there's at least two more, I think, that are uh, Bianca Belair and um, Becky Lynch again, even though they've added Asuka, who's probably going to eat the pin. Poor Asuka. Um, Edge and AJ Styles, technically, even though it's a six-person right, tag. I, thank you. Yeah, so there's now all three, the third in a series of matches. So we're not getting, you're not getting any new matches. You've got no star power on this show, right? And, the, the, you know, I mean, that's not a good combination. So you are you surprised that it's not selling out? I'm not. I, I don't, I'm not looking forward to watching it, to be honest with you. I mean, I, I want to see Cody and Seth in Hell in a Cell. I think that'll at least be interesting. U.S. I Championship. Oh, sorry. Sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. We're, we're getting Owens versus Ezekiel. Whoopee. Does anyone really think Ezekiel is a raw match? Yeah. Theory versus Mustafa Ali. Let me tell you, if I'm Mustafa Ali, I'm thinking, geez, I was asking for my release. I was begging for my release. They bring me back on, and this is the shit they gave me. And this is now how many times has he fought him? This has got to be at least three times. At least. Yeah. Yeah. The the one match they haven't announced yet, and I'm really hoping they do, I want to see Ricochet drop that Intercontinental title to Gunta. I'm really hoping that we get that. Um, Excuse me? Sorry, who? sorry, oh, Jason. Ricochet losing to Gunta. I'm sorry, losing to who? I believe you mean Big G Langston. <laughs> I was like, is he going to say Walter? No, it's Walter. Big G. Big G. Yeah. Right, so um, let's, let's jump into these picks. Okay. Nice segue. Wait. Boy, you guys are segue heavy tonight. Wait, wait, wait. hold on a sec. Hold on a sec. Hold on a sec. We're gonna we're gonna main event with the NXT in your house picks instead. What we really sunk to in the low. Well, you know <laughs> that one will be fun because I yeah. will pick. I'm gonna make my picks having seen none of NXT for the past at I least was- month. I was going to preface my picks with I have no idea who's gonna win because I have not watched an NXT show in six weeks at least so if i don't make one right pick i I could give a shit because i don't watch the show i've I've actually watched all but one in the last six weeks which for me missing one is a huge accomplishment and i still don't know who's gonna win (laughs) but that's nothing new is it i heard what you guys said last week by the way jason did finish best last week and i was just behind him you two losers actually finished worse last week just saying The, oh, the booking they, was wrong. Are they coming for the champs, Rob? We've held the belts, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. It, it it's called sour grapes, or or if you prefer sore loser, uh, either one. That's all sweet to me. I should have been kicked I off the show by Freddie by now because I'm the Tommy Dreamer of the show. <laughs> Never a champion. <laughs> Say it, Freddie. I'm still, I'm still the champion, right? Yeah, yeah. For the next probably two years, since you managed to do okay and win loss, and you can just get, keep getting the bonus points, right? Uh, how many more do I have to catch up? You'll never like how catch many me. hundreds? Uh, you're gonna have to get like two Royal Rumbles, right? And he's gonna have to get them both wrong to even a shot. Jason, that I'm gonna tell you what I tell Anthony. I'll be dead ten years. You still won't catch up. And I'll be sending. Well, he's almost there. Via, I'll be sending my picks in via Ouija board, and I'll still whip your asses. So. <laughs> oh man. All right. So are we doing the picks or no? <laughs> Let's jump into these picks, boys. This is where we lose everybody. All right. I put down I, that there's going to be an intercom. I'm going to say you know the world's coming to an end if if. Uh, Checking wiki is to, is picking better than me. There's the, the Armageddon's on its way. The so last be careful, everybody. If you go look, last like six months. Just 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 in just in case you haven't been paying attention. 
If it wasn't for that, those two Royal Rumble wins last year when no one else did, I'd, I'd be Does, ahead of you. Doesn't that follow the downturn of the economy and the... And the <laughs> oh, so, so you're the Joe Biden of this podcast, huh? No, you are. <laughs> I'm not the champion. You're causing the downfall of everything. All right, let's, let's start picking here. Uh, well, champ, go ahead, lead the way then. Okay, in that case, I will lead the way. <laughs> I had, sorry, I had to chase the dog out of the room. So, are we picking the unannounced match, or are we gonna wait and see? We're gonna play wait and see. You don't have to. We could do it by text message. It's not like anybody's right. listening. <laughs> so the first match then is is Theory with Christian Cage. Christian Cage with Theory. Yeah. Whoa! What the hell happened? Did I miss something? What a coup, but I probably like, thought I, ty- I I probably was looking at it half asleep and jet lagged and thought I. Typed in Tyson Tomko and put Christian Cage out of... Yeah, goodbye. Tyson Tomko? Remember him? Oh, man. Isn't he the one that transitioned to... Uh... No. No, 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 that was Tyler Rex. That's Tyler Rex. Yeah. I didn't have to check Wiki for that one for some reason. Tomko is in jail for... He was trying to steal prescriptions or something. He's, like, in jail right now. Really? Yeah. He's somebody's girlfriend. It is a problem song. Oh, jeez. It's all someone's. Okay, theory across the board. Are we picking theory across the board? I, I know yeah. I am. Theory, yeah. Theory the Especially if Christian Cage is going to interfere. Yeah. Jurassic <laughs> Express, too. They're going to come out. Right, Speaking of Christian, guys. did anyone notice that he kind of pulled Jungle Boy away from Matt Hardy last night? Hey, he's been doing that over the last few weeks. Mm. A lot. I yeah, because that's what we want to see. The Hardys against Christian again. Fresh I matchups. Know, I know. He's been doing that with, with Jurassic Express, specifically Jungle Boy. Anytime he gets like any kind of friendly with another wrestler, he's been pulling him away. So that's. Ooh, are they going to do a so, love triangle or something? I was going to say, so what does he do when Jungle Boy's getting friendly with Anna J backstage? Pulls her away. Right, stands right, there. Let's get back, uh, let's get back to the- <laughs> Freddie's like, I'm uncomfortable with this line of questioning. <laughs> Freddie does the same thing to me anytime I start talking on any other podcast. He just pulls me away. Yeah, that's what it is. All right, a six mixed six-person tag match. We have Finn Balor, AJ Styles, and Liv Morgan versus The Judgment Day. Not Judgment Day, The Judgment Day. Edge, Damian Priest, and Rhea Ripley. By the way, is anyone else bothered by the fact that Liv Morgan gets to do the two sweet? I don't think she qualifies for that in my mind. Yeah, she doesn't qualify. That's like the kid. Like they brought a kid into the ring. Said, oh yeah, you can choose sweetest. If, if I'm Finn Balor and Styles, and I'm looking at Rhea Ripley, and I'm like, and we ended up with Liv Morgan. Who else is left on the roster, though? I don't know, but I would have been like, that. This is us. This is who we have. Wait, we want that girl that's on SmackDown. Uh, that Ra- Raquel girl. Yeah, where's her? Give me her, man. All right, Freddie, who do you like? Uh, I'm gonna go with Judgment Day. I think uh, I think Finn turns and joins the Judgment Day on this one. I'm going to go Judgment Day, but for a different reason. I think we're going to find out who their next member is. Yeah, yeah he just told else. you. He just told you his prediction. No, I think it's going to be somebody else. Oh, okay. Sorry, Jay, what would you say? No, oh, no, I'm going with Judgment Day, too. I think we all are. Yeah. Okay, uh, then we got um, Elias. I- I'm sorry, Ezekiel against dude. It's Kevin Ezekiel. Owens. Elias is his brother. Uh-huh. Yeah, Seen him in photos together. Uh-huh. Great Photoshop work. You can tell who I'm picking. Ko. Uh, I'll go. I'll go Ko here too. Um, I think he's kind of due for a win. So, KO for me. 
Hmm. I, I kind of like KO's descent into madness myself. So push him over the edge with a, an Ezekiel win. Because why not? Sounds like something WWE would do. I'm going to go Ezekiel. I don't know why, and I don't care. <laughs> he looks like the fluorescent ultimate warrior with the tassels and those tights. He really, he really yep. needs a beard. He's really not an attractive yeah, man good. without a beard. Yeah, you can see the scar on his face from when he probably cut himself shaving way back in the day. He must have to shave like every three hours. <laughs> I think he's like part werewolf. <laughs> He gets like five o'clock shadow at two. <laughs> oh man! Oh man! Oh god! I missed this. The cracking up. <laughs> well, we missed you. Don't. But don't. I didn't. I didn't say that. So. Uh huh. Um, the it's two been documented now. Match. Bobby Lashley versus almost a wrestler and MVP. Do they really have almost an MVP lose a handicap match? I tend to think that they are going to lose. I think MVP is going to take the pin. Interesting. And that's how you save almost a wrestler from... From looking weak, yeah. And that's an interesting take. Lashley gets put back in the title picture. What title picture? No. Somebody's got to wrestle Roman at some point. Yeah. I'm going at I'm going almost an MVP on this one. And you guys are Lashley all going Lashley, huh? Yeah. Lashley for me on this one. Okay. I just can't pick against the two and the two on one. So I think that's why they got to get their match. Yeah. I could see your logic there. I don't totally disagree with it. I'm really torn on this one. I just. How many? It's going to be like Cody and Seth. How many times? Or you know, three in a row for almost. Or did almost actually beat Lashley at some point? I don't know. How no, they, they split. Okay. Did they? Almost won the first. Lashley won the cage match. No, no, no. Almost lost to WrestleMania. That's right. So this is their fourth match. Almost mm. has beat him once. Yeah, yeah, I think it was on Raw. Okay. And there, there was also the WrestleMania match. WrestleMania Backlash match. So for the ladies' championship, we have Bianca Belair versus Asuka versus boring Becky Lynch. Who Did anybody see her wearing the Jerry Seinfeld puffy shirt? Yes. On Raw two weeks ago? Oh, my yes. God. I, as soon as I saw that, I went, the puffy shirt. It's the puffy shirt. I don't, I don't want to be a pirate. <laughs> I actually, this is going to sound really weird, but I think this week it looked like she and Seth matched on their color schemes as well, which I thought was funny. They're actually their characters are so alike now; they should just run with it again. And they're kind of more interesting now than they were when they paired them together. Yeah, a few I think years so. Back. I don't hate her character. I actually find her more entertaining now. And some of those outfits she's wearing in the ring, I'm like, damn. I didn't think she was very attractive before, but anyway. Anyway, Bianca across the board. Yeah. 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 Okay. I noticed we don't have a uh, we don't have Happy Ronda on the show either. Thank God! Oh, you're right. I mean, SmackDown hasn't aired yet, folks. Right. I mean, they have their top like five stars not appearing on this show. The show is called Hell in a Cell. There's only it's one Hell in a Cell match. That's an improvement. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't have a problem with that. Rob and I were at the first Hell in a Cell pay-per-view. It was like, I think there was three that night. Right. No, no, no. I don't think there should be more than one Hell in a Cell match on the show. What I'm saying is, why is it called Hell in a Cell? Why did they... Why? 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 Why is it called Money in the Bank? Because they have Money in the Bank matches? I, you know I, what? I, my, I preferred it when it was a specialty match at a bigger show. I, I preferred Hell in a Cell when mm. it was a specialty match at another show. Hell in a Cell, I'll agree with you on. Money in the Bank, 
it's not something you have to set up based on storyline. It's kind of like become like a Royal Rumble in that respect. So in Survivor Series where you could have those matches themed as the pay-per-view. Yeah. So that one I'm okay with. Hell in a Cell, totally the fact that it's supposed to end a feud, not be a themed pay-per-view. Yeah. I well, mean, at like least... shoehorn matches into the Hell in the Cell. Right. Yeah. At, least, at least this match, Cody Rhodes versus Seth Freakin' Rollins, at least this should end the feud. Yeah. I heard, I read a rumor today that um, Bray Wyatt will re-sign with WWE and interfere in this match. And Seth Rollins will lose because of it, and that will be his next feud. So then you're, I don't know you're if giving, I believe that. You would give but, Seth another couple losses? Because he's going to have to lose to Bray coming back. Maybe, maybe not. Week. Seth Rollins can lose. It's not going to change anything. So do we all think Cody's going to win this match? I do. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and also Bray Wyatt changed his name back to Wyatt, mm. which is owned by WWE on his Twitter. So that was something else people were noticing about that. So he's going by Bray Wyatt again? Uh, just Wyatt. Just Wyatt. Interesting. And Anthony yeah, Soap said he's leaving. Oh, and he's back. There he is. Well, somebody broke in. See? Hello. I thought you were leaving on a jet plane again. Huh? <laughs> I thought you were leaving on a jet plane again. Let's not go there. <laughs> All right, who do, you, who do you got here with Encyclopedia? You going with Cody as well? Oh, yeah, I thought we said Cody across the board. Yeah, I thought we said Cody across the board. My bad. So My bad if I didn't. NXT. Ugh. The show of all shows in your house. Do we have to pick these? No, we're not going to catch you anyway, as you said. I mean... I just want to see. How well can we pick them without knowing what's going on? I just want to know. I feel like this is a special challenge. So do you not do you not want to count this in the standings? <laughs> yeah, I feel like don't count it. It's, or oh god, it's only bonus points. Like that's what I think. This is extra credit. Extra credit. <laughs> extra credit. I don't want any credit for this. Nor do I want. <laughs> nor do I want any blame for it either. All right, let's just make the okay. picks and get this over with. Losing team joins the winning team's family. Oh my god. It's Tony D'Angelo. Actually, the segments have been pretty interesting. I'll give them that. Yeah. Tony D'Angelo, Channing, Stax, Lorenzo, and Troy, Two Dimes, Donovan. Thank you, Wiki. I had no idea who those guys' names were. I still don't know who they are. They're not doing much of anything. They just usually stand behind D'Angelo in the segments. And they're facing Legado del Fantasma, which is Santos Escobar. Wait, uh, who are they facing? Legado del Fantasma. Well, you're you're mailing it in tonight. We we normally get the accent, and, you know, Legado del Fantasma. Del Fantasma. On the Legado del Fantasma, I don't. No, you're remember you're that. usually always uh, with no, the no, accents no, and stuff. So I'm very yeah, that's like if it was Santos Escobar or. There you go. That's there, what I'm looking for. Who's 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 yeah. uh, Legado del Fantasma? Who's in there? That's Santos Escobar. Um... According to Wiki, Cruz del Toro, which I don't remember that at all. I thought his name was Raul Mendoza, but maybe he rebranded and we missed it because who gives a shit? And Joaquin Wild. I'm going to go with D'Angelo's crew because I just don't think they could hit. I, I just don't see what having them lose that match is really going to do, especially when D'Angelo's kind of the guy that they're pushing. I don't respect. see the point of adding a, a bunch of Latin people to a, an Italian family. An Italian well, the other way around, too. So I'll go with Tony D'Angelo, too, because uh, I don't care. Yeah, I'm going D'Angelo, too, because they brought in uh, the guy from the Thrasher series on Netflix. Oh, you Who actually you knew who that, that was. AJ Galante. Yeah. yeah. Because he's been on the magazine show too, so that's that's how I know him. So <laughs> I'm afraid he picks if they're on the shows he watches. I want my nickname to be Two Dimes, but it's not going to work. So, <laughs> Rob Two Dimes Faint, no. No, uh, you're lucky. You're lucky. You're lucky. Dime Scrooge McDuck on this show. 
want to be stacks. Nobody wants to be stacks. Anyway. <laughs> I, I'm going with Tony. <laughs> I'm going with Tony Dance. I'm going with why. Why are they doing Correct. this? <laughs> okay. Correct. We have our North American title match. We have Cameron Grimes versus Carmelo Hayes, a rematch. Um, yeah, and the big story out of this one is the winner's going to defend against Solo Sequoia uh, or Uso number three. I'm going to go with uh, Grimy, I guess. Yeah, um, I'll go with Carmelo. I think he'd have a better match with <clears throat> the Us. So I'll go with Carmelo. I'm going to go with Grimes because I think he's going to lose to Us. So. Now, would go. that match be on the same pay per view or? No. Uh, that's future. That's future. I'm going to go with Grimes because honestly, I think Carmelo Hayes is just, they want to keep him on the show and until this Joe Gacy bullshit storyline for the NXT title is over. Carmelo's got to play second fiddle. I think Carmelo's your next challenger for the, the big belt. Frank Grimes. It's for the Simpsons fans out there. Cameron Grimes to the moon. All right, now you're back. <laughs> there he is. NXT Tag Team Championship match we have the team of Elton Prince and Kit Wilson pretty deadly defending against the Creed Brothers Brutus and Julius Uh, if they lose Julius it took them three minutes to put those names together (laughs) they were like we're gonna name them after Romans Roman Caesars anyway and Extra caveat, if the Creeds lose, Roderick Strong said he's kicking him out of Diamond Mind. I don't Isn't that anything really considering Roderick Storm hasn't won a match in like six years? Right. And suddenly Not, he's going to start kicking people out of his room. Well, Not to mention the rumor is he wants I out. Think, I don't think Roderick Storm has ever won a match. <laughs> Believe it or not, he actually had a tag team in North American title wait, reign. But yeah. Strong wait, wait, who is? Isn't he teaming up with the other guy? What's the other one that we messed that you messed up that time? Oh, Jack. <laughs> Jack Hager. Jack Hager. Yep. They're a tag team right there. Those guys, they're pretty good. <laughs> they're good, team. They're, good team. they're a good team. All right. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm, go, I'm, I'm go going Creed. Creed. Yeah, yeah, Creed I is think, fine. Whatever. I think I think yeah. Creed's win, and then I think Creed's actually say they're out of Diamond Mind on their own. I want I want NXT to kick me out of. Uh, <laughs> I want to kick NXT out of my TV. How how much is Roderick Strong just waiting for for that contract to run out? <laughs> right, he like I will be in AEW tomorrow. Right, basically. <laughs> All right, NXT Women's Tag Team Championship. We have Gigi Dolan and JC Jane, Toxic Attraction. That's the only time I can remember both their names. But thank you, Spreadsheet. And they're defending against the former, former Casey Catanzaro, now known as Katana Chance. What is this, a Mortal Kombat character? And Caden <laughs> Carter. Mortal Kombat! Dun, 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 dun. Okay, anyway. Finish me. <laughs> Yeah, she told me to finish her. Oh, yeah. No, anyway. Hey, I'd like Toxic Attraction to finish me. Let me tell you. All right. Um, That's all you, pal. Because those two broads are hot. Um, <sighs> I'll go with them. The orange hair? Yeah. Oh, GG Dolan? Oh, those chicks are smoking. Ugh, I'm throwing yeah. up over here. Toxic Attraction for me, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Toxic Attraction. Yeah, agreed. Who cares? All right, and then we have Wendy Chu challenging Mandy Rose for the NXT Women's Championship. And if we actually stay awake through that whole match, it'll be a miracle. If Wendy stays awake through that whole match. Mandy Rose is smoking hot. Mm. Mandy Rose for me too. Yeah, I'm just gonna I'm gonna go and just who's hot. <laughs> Mandy Rose. Okay. I think we're all going Mandy Rose. <laughs> I don't want to bet against Wendy Boo. Okay. Yeah. Fuck it. Mandy Rose is in there. I got it though. They don't know what to do with that title. Yeah, well. 
I, I have to admit, it was really funny this week. They had put Mandy Rose on the table, and Wendy Chu went off the top, and her finisher was she was like in a sleeping position as she went, so and then Mandy Rose through the table. That's so bad. <laughs> anyway. And then uh, with the stipulation that he could win the title by disqualification, Joe Gacy is getting yet another title shot against Braun Breaker. I'm going to save everyone the time and say Breaker across the board. Yeah. I mean, God, I would really Agreed. hope they're not. Although, don't forget, Uncle Uncle Scott and Daddy Rick did lose tag team titles with the same bullshit rule. To the Quebecers. Yeah, I just don't think they take it off Breaker. No, I don't think so either. Until he's ready to go up to uh, the main wrestle. The Joe Casey character is so terrible. Yeah. There's not very... There's like maybe three good characters on this whole show. Mm. Out of curiosity, who, who who are your three? I like Cameron Grimes. Okay. I like Carmelo Hayes. Okay. And... um. I, mean, I think Breaker's good. I think he's going to be better. So I, I like the Tony D'Angelo character, but um, yeah, and the Wendy Chu is hilarious, but I just can't take her seriously at the same time, which is probably the point. And like I said, Mandy Rose is hot, but she can't wrestle a damn. So you know what? She's actually improved. Forget it. Forget it. I'm going with Wendy Chu for that one. It's extra credit. Who cares? <laughs> Only you said that. If you get it wrong, it's like if you get it wrong, it's like minus a thousand. Points I was gonna say right. you don't lose points for getting it wrong. You only gain points for getting it right. So technically, every match True. we've ever picked is extra credit. True. And that yeah. is wiki math for you guys. <laughs> you know, but if I'm right thirty percent of the time, and you're right thirty percent of the time, and Jason's right thirty percent of the time, that means we're right a hundred percent of the time, ninety percent of the time. Plus forty percent for extra credit. The numbers don't lie. <laughs> so, with that being said, <laughs> thank you. I think that is our episode for this evening. The Sports Frenzy Pod on Twitter, the Sports Frenzy Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. We thank you guys for listening, and we'll catch you next week. Peace.